sit down boys if I get a treat for you fighting the fight when it comes to technology we are the knights of the kingdom of geekery we rise up when it comes to the challenge of discussing all this nerd knowledge we are the digital soup we are the digital soup we bring with lots of laughter Tune in now if that's what you're after Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup With Jason Adam and usually Dave Alright everybody, welcome back to Digital Soup The only podcast so powerful It knocks satellites out of the sky Ooh, we did that. Boom! Yeah, we're Ooh. the one. We brought that satellite down in that uh, suburban backyard, man. That was us. <laughs> that thing looked like a little. That looked like a child's toy. Yeah, it looked like uh, it was fake. I think they planted it. When you said satellite, all I could think of was Dave Matthews' band Satellite. Oh, Dave Matthews! <laughs> I love so, Dave Matthews. Right? Oh, I'm glad him. you're with me, Vincent, because I've been telling. Dave for a de- two or three decades now. How awful that guy's voice is! Oh my god, he was just on Colbert a couple of nights ago, and Colbert had him and Jennifer Aniston. And I'm like, what year is it? What year <laughs> is it? Like, it's it's 2019, and your guests are like someone from Friends and Dave Matthews. Like, so no ugh. one told you that was going to be that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, see, that was better than the satellite joke, though. All right, no, no, nothing's better than my jokes. <laughs> Well, anyway, the jokester here, his name is Jason, and joining me in the virtual studio today is Adam, usually Dave, and special guest Vincent, who is from, I, I was going to say a sister podcast, but he has nothing to do with us. He just knows <laughs> Dave. Uh, he's from another podcast called oh, that's nice. Why They Mate. No, wait, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> that was my podcast. I always forget. Uh, no, it's uh, Why We Make, correct? No. Close enough. Close no, enough. What I'm... is it again? Because We Make. Because We Make. Dang a completely it. grammatically incorrect partial sentence. Perfect title. <laughs> that Jason couldn't even get right. Yes. <laughs> why We Mate. Okay. I've, I've been away for a while, so, you know, I, I uh, my hammy has uh, healed. Is this from your jail visit? Yes. Yes, and uh, what else was wrong with me? Can't remember. There was a few things wrong with me. Mm, there's quite a few, <laughs> but that's okay. We're just glad to have you back, Jason. Welcome well, back. Yeah, it's back to normal. I appreciate it. Well, uh, Vincent, everybody else, you know, on our podcast knows who we are. Could you let our listeners know a little bit about you and your podcast, real fast? Sure. So, um, my name is Vincent Ferrari. In case you haven't already figured that part out, um, I I'm host- a Mercedes man, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> so am I. Um, I host the <laughs> podcast with my good friend Ethan Carter, where we talk to different makers and creative types. And um, actually, someone on this podcast is very relevant to that podcast because, <laughs> were it not for my good friend Dave, um, there would not be because we make. So, oh, yeah, wow. I. I owe it all to my good friend Dave. Wow. And he didn't pay me to say that either. No, I'm blushing. <laughs> Brought to you by <laughs> He's a blushing bride. Oh. <laughs> it's so cute. No, but it's ser- seriously though, Dave, I was on Dave's podcast and I got to talk to a friend of mine that we've been friends for I it's like at least 15 years at this point. And you the and first Dave? time No, no. <laughs> no, me and my friend Ant, who we'd never actually spoken. Oh, Pruitt? 
Yeah, and the first time we spoke was on Dave's podcast, Adventures in Creativity. So Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of cool. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I kind of like doing podcasts again. So I started doing another podcast. And <laughs> this one actually seems to be getting some traction. So That's yeah. good. About that. It goes yeah, to show yeah. you, you know, you never know what kind of impact you're going to make. Yeah, look at Dave. Things. Yeah, look at Dave. Br- bringing friends together, getting them to start podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't do my second one if he hadn't done his. See, <laughs> honestly, I would definitely not do a number two if it wasn't for Dave. <laughs> Sorry, phrasing. Uh, <laughs> All about phrasing. Usually, uh, you know, when I hang out with Dave, uh, that Eminem song always uh, comes into my mind. Puke. No, <laughs> I don't even know that one. I don't. It's going to be a deep track. There I go again. Yeah, thinking of you. I make impact when I walk on the sidewalk. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> don't right. step on a crack. You gotta break your mama's back. Joke. I used to make a lot of fat jokes. I don't make them anymore. I'm quite proud of myself. (laughs) Yeah, that was back back when you were toned, but now you look a little bit like uh, Paul Blart. No. (laughs) Vinny went the opposite direction. I went the literal opposite direction. I'm wearing like, I'm wearing 34 jeans now, man. Oh, wow. You're a little like Iggy Pop? Yeah, you, dude, the cancer diet, man, it's the best. Oh, uh, come on. It's the best. Oh, uh, you, you lose weight so fast, and you feel great when it's gone. It's amazing. <laughs> it doesn't sound as great as you no. make it sound. I'll tell you I what. I mean, there's side effects, you know, but no <laughs> diets without its side effects. Side effects. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Vinny, I'm loving the fact that these two are sitting here going, what, what now? <laughs> because they, they don't know your, your humor like Oh, that's I right. Yeah, so the the, the uh, we know uh, you know we do know that you know you've gone through you know, some of the stuff you've gone through. That's yeah. not the thing. It's I, I'm glad that you can joke about it and stuff. Oh yeah, I but have it's to. it still makes you know it kind of makes us a little uneasy. <laughs> I you know it's, it's like, funny. Do you laugh I, or do you not laugh? What do I, I'm going to do it wrong? Whatever it is, I'm going to do it wrong, and Vince well, is going to hate me. That's the funny part, right? Because yes. when you joke about something like that, people are usually like, "What's wrong with you? What? How could you laugh about?" that i'm like how could you not yeah like i'm making jokes about the cancer diet if you don't think i see it as kind of just something i need to laugh at to get by with i mean come on it's it's all good that's awesome this reminds me uh, for some reason i remember jason writing a and making and producing a song making fun of my appendix getting removed (laughs) emergency appendectomy he made a song you never i thought you listened to all the episodes appendix Oh, I haven't listened to all the episodes. I've listened oh, to all yeah. the episodes since I met Dave. So when episode, he says he's uneasy, episode I'm, not, I'm not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> listen listen, episode 100, and uh, that's where all our parody songs are on. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> we haven't done any since that episode. That was like a culmination of two years of the show, uh, you know, our centennial <laughs> no. episode, and we haven't done a single parody song since then. No, no, no. We <laughs> That was a culmination of like episodes one through ten, then we ran out of you know, <laughs> like juice. To, to no, remember clips. I took a few clips from like the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> the week before, yeah. We were running out of time. This was funny, huh? When we hit 200, we'll we'll put some more effort into it. <laughs> Is it like doing a best of episode for like episode five? Like do, <laughs> yeah. people, episode like two. oh yeah, we have oh wow, we've been go we've been at this for ten episodes, guys. We should do a best of. No, <laughs> it's, it's as awkward. Really as, shouldn't. So my dad's a musician, and he joined a band. They had one rehearsal, and one of the lead singers made like a scrapbook that they handed <laughs> out to the rest of the band after one rehearsal with like pictures of the rehearsal. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god! Did they use Shutterfly and make a professional looking <sighs> it, book? It sure looked like it. I, it was... <laughs> no, dude, they totally used Snapfish just because the name is cooler. <laughs> hey, now, now. Uh, all joking aside, no, we didn't do like five episodes and then did a best of. It was the 100th episode, so That's we did cool. have you know a back catalog to go to. Have you ever have you ever run have you ever run a repeat episode? Nope, no, no, we haven't. Yeah, you haven't hit that point yet, huh? We won't. No. We did it. We actually on the last podcast I had before the current one, we did an episode zero that was basically a test episode just to get the equipment dialed in, and then we did probably about 30 episodes, and it was like there was a weekend coming up and we didn't have. Like, um, we don't have any time in our schedule. It's like, we got to get a podcast out. What are we going to do? I said, why don't we just put episode zero in the feed again? No one heard it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? People are like, how did you not release this? Like, it's episode zero. We released it like 30 episodes ago. You just didn't hear it. Yeah. Yeah, you hit that point, it's over. (laughs) I was going to say, even if we got to the point to where we knew we weren't going to be able to do an episode... Dave is always there for us, and he'll like record like a twenty-minute solo episode to put on the feed. Yep, mm. he did that. You got you, one of my favorite episodes of this podcast is the one you did with your friend, the Sci-Fi Movie List. Oh, Mac, yeah. Oh, oh my! I was that. I was disappointed to, to not be on that one. <sighs> yeah, he didn't invite that was us. A good one. Oh yeah, I didn't invite. <laughs> I, I believe that went more like huh. we're recording Monday night. It's about four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, guys, we got a problem. I can't be on. I can't be on either. Oh crap. Uh, I guess I'll figure it out, and so yeah, I got a hold of Vincent, my buddy. Finish Mac. your thought be, since I derailed you on that one. Yeah. No, I just that was I love that episode, and I I remember chatting with Dave afterwards. Like, God, that list was such garbage. Because <laughs> like, it's funny because I'm sitting in my car listening to it, and I'm screaming at the radio. I'm like, How did they leave this off? How did they leave that off? How did they leave that off? And then every single movie I thought of, Dave mentioned. I was like, Oh, thank God, somebody got those names in there somewhere. Well, I do remember, uh, and I told Dave, and I can't remember exactly. What it, that was the action movie? No, that was a sci-fi. sci-fi one. That was sci-fi. The action movie list wasn't a whole lot better either. They missed Top Gun. Yeah, that was me and. Or Adam. they put Top Gun too low or whatever. Yeah. But I, I do remember yelling, uh, yelling at the episode while I was editing. I said, "Dave, you didn't even mention this," but I can't remember what it was now. You know, that's yeah. the problem with finding lists on the internet. Yep. Oh, it's always some. Remember when we did the list on like most impactful, you know, musicians or something like that? Yeah. And somebody yeah. listed some. Some like fifteen-year-old girl who no one's ever heard of. Yeah, well, not once, heard of her, but three but like, times. She's she's yeah. great. So the top three albums. We did figure out who she was. Uh, it was post-show. She was uh, the winner of um, like the American voice or Idol. something. Grace, Grace, because she's from my town. Is Grace. It? No, um, I don't think it was that one. It it was a different one. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they made a big deal. Because I live in a small town of about twenty thousand people, and. Literally, this girl is like a celebrity. Like they had a parade for her after mm. she won America's Got Talent. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Do you want to Fun know fact. who doesn't have talent though? Me. Well, besides no. Vincent. <laughs> oh, okay. Kanye West. He's got to steal Zelda riffs. I mean, what's this all about? Did he actually steal it? Okay. Did you not listen to the two samples I linked of up in the show notes? I didn't. <laughs> oh my god now of if you cl- if you click on the link there adam <laughs> uh, musician right uh louis zong he uh, using I, I don't even know which uh da he used but he pulled it up the uh the waves and everything are so similar the uh tempo and uh you know it, it's it's so it is different a little bit but it's so similar that 
you know, it was definitely the idea, the thought was lifted from the Zelda. Now, this is uh, the song called, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this, but Gerudo Valley. Uh, this is from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And we'll have all the links in the show notes so you can actually listen to the Zelda version and then the um, Salah uh, song, which is from his new album that just dropped, I believe it was last week, uh, Jesus is King. But it's it's like the, there's no uh, accreditation or anything in the album uh, for this. It's And this musician spotted this. And yeah, it's it's kind of blowing up on the internet that he's actually stolen Zelda, you know, this song from Zelda. Hmm. So is it really news that a rap guy stole music? <laughs> it was a sample. I mean, isn't that kind of the way rap works? Ding, I mean, ding, I'm a I'm white ding, suburban ding, guy. Ding, what do ding, I know? Ding, but ding, 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 ding. See, it's not the same thing. <laughs> no, it goes up. It goes up. Well, <laughs> you do bet- know the biggest group out there that stole everything in their catalog, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. You know who it is? Uh huh. Should I say it? Led Zeppelin. Yep. Yep. They stole every Everything. single song, basically. Yeah. What? That was a famous bit. Opie and Anthony, who were New York Chalk Jocks. Oh, dude, you like Opie and Anthony? Oh, I love Opie and Anthony. And oh. they used to do the they used to do the what did Led Zeppelin steal riff. <laughs> and they would sit there for an hour just talking just playing them back to back how many songs Led Zeppelin stole. It was my favorite bit that they did. I love it. Vincent? Okay. Yes. Now uh you and I are gonna be better friends than you and Dave. Uh, wow. Now you can ask Dave. I used to listen to Open Anthony hardcore every single day. I would listen to them. And I, what I would do is I didn't have, I, for a while I had a subscription to XM Radio, but when I couldn't afford that, I would just download the episodes, um, you know, From in the MP3 news group format. Yeah. And, yeah, me too. and listen to them. <laughs> and one of my very funniest things, and you can go to YouTube, and I remember this clearly. I was. Man, where was I living at the time? I was I can't remember. It was one of my apartments. It might have been in Chisholm or no, I think it was, I don't know where it was. But I was playing World of Warcraft through through the night. I mean, this is like 2 3 a.m. and I was and I was listening to one of the latest Open Anthony episodes and they had that CBS Radio, uh, where <laughs> cousin Brucey, yeah, Slippery <laughs> yeah. and it was so funny because it's like uh, touching little girls and, and all that Wait, kind of what? stuff. And it's even funnier with the if you've heard WCBS in New York and you've heard that cousin Brucey with his with the echo and the overprocessed uh, voice, Slippery I do. Yeah. Oh, Anthony was hilarious. I mean, he could impersonate so many people. I still listen to Kumi. I actually i'm do I'm you a subscriber to compound media I, yeah i subscribed for a while but then i kind of dropped off because okay i don't like opie or anthony by themselves as well i mean as even though they had all this strife you know for the last few years before the whole thing blew up uh i just i enjoyed the personalities on the show together especially that one episode where they actually full out were fighting on the show oh, it was the best oh my god that, the that, best yeah. jimmy was just utterly silent yeah, because it's like he's not say. getting involved <laughs> oh my god you and i have a lot in common I know. hey you everybody I uh thank you for coming to the uh jason and vincent yep, show uh, adam off. and dave they're uh Oh, they're out of here. You, you definitely need to give um, the Anthony Cumia show another shot, though, because he got a co-host, um, Dave Landau, and the two of them play off each other as well as Opie and Anthony did in the heyday. I think you would really dig okay. it. If you gave it another shot, I think you'd actually I thought he had. Uh, I thought his new co-host, well, I haven't seen it in years, but wasn't it Drunky Drunky? 
<laughs> was, well, basically, yeah, or Artie Lang, whichever yeah, you yeah. want to call him. <laughs> and his, well, his, you know, his nose disintegrated and he yeah. fell apart. And well, you know, he, he went to, he was like the pumpkin face that's so huge now. Oh, my God. His nose. <laughs> I just, yeah. I can't. Alcohol, man, it's a killer. I, they talk I hope, about meth, re- but alcohol is like the opposite. You know, it's uh, uh, you know, meth will turn you into Skeletor, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna get into that later. Oh my good god, one. that's I the hate, backstory. I hate you, Vincent. I hate you so bad. Uh, do, wow. was, you, was your was your ears bleeding? Uh, yeah, uh, Sunday. Nope, <laughs> that was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. nope. Okay, my ears were perfectly fine. <laughs> okay, Wait, well, did you uh, mention give Sunday? Us- Yes, you yesterday. said Sunday because I I heard something else on this new Kanye album about Sundays. Yeah. It, it, he says in a, a song called "Closed on Sunday," these like genius level lyrics that say "Closed on Sunday, you my Chick Fil A, you're my number <laughs> one with the lemonade." Jesus. Actually, I kind of like that. Yeah. To be honest, oh. Chick Fil A is delicious. Yeah, that, guys. that's funny when it's a YouTube guy making <laughs> yeah. a parody video. It's not funny when it's a major record release. I have yeah. never, ever enjoyed a Kanye West song. Oh my gosh, there's. I know Adam's gonna say, "Oh, there's so many great ones." What? No, no, no. I'm not a Kanye <laughs> oh, <okay>. West fan. <laughs> what? Who me? <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> then I'm playing royal. He, he has right. a. Another lyric that says, "That's why I charge the prices I charge. I can't be out there dancing with the stars." Whoa, <laughs> deep stuff. That's like, that's like Nickelback deep. Yeah. Like the living oh room my. became a boxing ring. Oh, a gaming <laughs> one. Douche chills. A gaming one says, "Riding on a white bike, feeling <laughs> like chills. excite bike." Uh, <laughs> okay, now that's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh my god, I just peeked that, the hell out of my mic. I'm so sorry. That's a good lyric. Yeah, I fix it, post. Don't worry. But <laughs> oh my god, here, here's the it's funny. Terrible. Here's that's the funny thing, though. So he's. He's he's writing lyrics about classic video games while stealing the music from the classic video. <laughs> well, at games. least he's consistent, oh right? You know what? He really needs to uh, to get together with um oh uh, what's that guy that made all those uh, retro consoles illegally? Oh uh, oh oh oh! What is Jesus, I have one of them. I wanted to say oh, no. Jaw Rule, but it's not that. It's uh, no, Soldier Boy. Soldier, Soldier Boy. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I have one of them, by the way. <laughs> Which one do you have? The Xbox really? looking one or the portable? The portable, the the which is basically the I think it's the RG ninety five, or the RG ninety, whichever okay. one it is, the horizontal one. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I have. It's actually I gotta say I'd love to make fun of it for like an hour. It's actually a really fun system. It plays. It does work reasonably well. Okay, but can I <laughs> cool. please recommend to you though, Vincent, if you have a spare eighty dollars anytime, you need to get the RG three fifty. You, oh, I'm, I'm, you will it's be on the list. so happy with that. I don't it's have it yet, list. but I have watched enough stuff on it to know it's a quality piece of uh, machinery. I mean, it is. It is uh, the. Bu- uh, I've watched the hardcore reviews where they've tested all those buttons and the you know the analog sticks. It is not generic. It is really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm all about it. I mean, right now my my main one is the LDK. That is my. That is my baby, baby, baby. It's in my bag every day. It's on my desk when I'm not. It's not in my bag. I love this thing. So, hey, so why don't you link that up in the show Bieber notes, to LDK? I will. So we can let our listeners know. You know, this is Vincent's baby. He loves this thing. <laughs> it's my baby. It looks just like me. It's yellow and square and <laughs> not that interesting without batteries. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of other horrible things, I think it's time for a super review. What do you guys think? Cool. Yes.
All right, so this is what we're doing now. We have, you know, since we started our Patreon account a couple of months ago. You say peach tree on account? Multi- That's what it sounded <laughs> yeah, like. I yeah. think we have a peach tree account. Yes. Words uh, are hard. Uh, Patreon. Oh, okay. Patreon. Okay. Account. And what we're doing <laughs> is uh, I think it's our third tier that if you, you know, if you're a third tier subscriber, you get to choose Level a super three. you get to choose a movie that will review on super reviews and be on the show. So Vincent not only has a great podcast of his own, is not only a great friend of Dave's, but he's also a Patreon subscriber. And the movie that he chose, <laughs> I'm going to let him tell us what it was. What is it, Vincent? Well, I have to I have to give I have to say one thing before I did it. I wanted to pick either the best movie ever or the worst movie ever. And I ended up deciding on probably one of the worst movies ever, which is Masters of the Universe, the live-action film from 1987. There, it is deliciously horrible. Yeah, there is a reason why I never saw this movie ever up until yesterday. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's so bad. Yeah, I saw it as a kid once, and I did not remember. I must have blocked it from my memory because, yes. Well, I, I saw it a it couple was, of times as a kid, and even then I knew it was bad, but... <laughs> it, it, when you notice his nice feathered bangs, you're like, "Oh, we're in for a treat." Yeah, <laughs> He Man's barely in the movie. <laughs> There's, I really wish I could capture the majesty of the DVD cover, which I'm holding in my hand right now, and it's Dolph Lundgren, and it, they, it's the worst Photoshop job in history, right? So it's Dolph Lundgren standing there, but they tried to make it look like the sword was glowing, and they just turned his arms blue. I don't know. I it's the crazy. Okay, I got to somehow. I've got to somehow get a picture for you guys to see. It's it's just even even the DVD cover is low effort. Well, before we get into it, now I, I think I, I remember when this came through, and then when we decided, like, hey, we were, we we're trying to figure out when you were going to join us on the show, and we said, hey, what about you coming on to review the movie? And there was a brief moment where Vince was like, oh, uh, crap. Now I gotta now, now I gotta take my own medicine. <laughs> this was torture for you guys, not for me. What the hell kind of crap is well, that? I don't know if I'd say torture. There's the cover. It's in the show notes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> look at look at that. I mean, <laughs> come on, it's glorious. His arms are blue. That just means the light's emanating from just around his lower. But I don't know what it means. Yeah. It's like it's like he's got his arms behind him and the lights on his butt or something. I don't know what oh, that man. means. So uh, if, yeah. um, actually, this is really timely that we talked about the the other story because there are so many ripoffs in this movie with Masters of the Universe, starting with their intro title, which is a blatant ripoff of the Superman intro. Yeah, you guys caught that between the music <laughs> and the flying. Uh, in I stuff, didn't get that. Oh man, oh, watch I, them that, side by side on YouTube. It's, that was my but, first note I made. Opening yeah. music is a cheap <laughs> Superman knockoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, and I did. I didn't get that because I was just too. As I'm watching this entire movie, I'm like, why are you trying to be Star Wars so bad? Oh, big time. It was like, uh, uh, they were stormtroopers. They were literally stormtroopers. And not only were they stormtroopers in kind of like the way they moved and stuff, they were also sucky shots. I have that Just like too. a stormtrooper. <laughs> the bad guys are worse shots than stormtroopers. That's no their favorite uh, moments. And then you know, Emperor Skeletor, even including his death, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, Spoiler alert. I was, so when I was growing up, the, there were three major toy lines in my life. Mm-hmm. And in, I'm sure as 
men of similar age, you probably have the same toy lines. It was Masters of the Universe, yep. it was G.I. Joe, yep. and it was Transformers. Yep. Like, those were the three toy lines yep. that I indulged in growing and up. And the cheaper GoBots, but let's not talk about that. I had a lot of GoBots, too, because <laughs> we were a poor family. Yeah, hey, can't help samesies. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, you could buy a GoBot for five bucks or Optimus Prime for 50. Yeah, I want Optimus Prime. Yeah, you could buy a GoBot for five bucks. Here's okay. three GoBots. Happy birthday. <laughs> but Masters of the Universe was so <laughs> important to me as a toy line. And I was like, okay, cool. They're going to make it live action. And the first time I saw Dolph Lundgren's costume, I'm like, did they ever look at the toys? Like, <laughs> He-Man didn't have a cape. He didn't have shoulder armor. He had an iron cross on his chest. Yeah, right. He wore shaggy boots. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's so many things that were just canon to the cartoon and the toys. But the movie was just like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's Swedish accent is so thick in this movie. <laughs> it's really bad. I think they intentionally didn't let him talk much. Now, hey, I, well, I got it. wrong? I, I want to... Go, I will well, help you. Okay, that's Arnold. Anyways, <laughs> right, can I interject something here real fast? Because I have a... Dropping some flick facts. All right. Ooh. All right, because Vincent, I, I didn't want to get too far away from this because you were mentioning about the toy line and stuff. Uh, here's the first flick fact. Uh, there are a lot of people that think that the movie is an adaptation of the cartoon, uh, when in reality the movie was based on the action figure line. Producer Ed Pressman uh, was interested in the property and picked up the movie rights before the cartoon even aired. So this was the, the script and everything was all written based on the action figure line. And then what you just said was they even got that wrong. Yeah, that's that's the part that I don't get. Like, okay, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that the toy line was the inspiration. It wasn't the comic book. It wasn't the... Fine. Then why the hell doesn't it look like anything else? Like, Frank Langella does not look like Skeletor not at all. in any iteration of Skeletor ever. Well, it looks like me, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, let me ask this. <laughs> he because does. That's exactly... I do Actually, not... he looks like a whisper with a, uh, a dead face. True. <laughs> well, True. I, I do not remember in any iteration of Skeletor... Him having vampire fangs. Or being a dom. Oh, true. Yeah. And I don't know why he had <laughs> wow. vampire fangs. Or not, not being able to open his mouth either. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It looked like a human. And and that's the other thing. Like the budget on this movie was relatively high for a while. And some um, of the effects but, weren't terrible. Some of them. What? So you get to the flying stuff. <laughs> Yeah, oh, the, the, that was horrible, dude. We're going to make some cardboard as, cutouts fly and, and around. How, how about the sparkly lights coming out of the key? <laughs> oh, well. And then I loved it how each one of the actors, they, they didn't quite look at the sparkly lights just right and had to adjust their view like somebody off stage was going, a little bit more to the left. Look a little bit more to the left. Follow the finger. Finish your finger. thought, Vincent, on that one. No, just that like all the, the makeup on Frank Langella was just so horrific that they didn't even color his eye sockets behind the white mask. So like he's got normal flesh colored eye sockets surrounded by a skeleton mask that's loose. I was have that's why was, it looked like a I was a trying to tell if he was had makeup or not because in some of the scenes it looked like he did, but then in others it looked it really just looked like a guy with a Halloween oh. mask on. Well, I was very traumatized the first time I actually saw what Frank Langella looked like. I was like, wow, um, he's Kind of Skeletorish, anyway, isn't he? <laughs> That's why they picked him. Best well, character, probably Man at Arms. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't understand why they didn't make him blue. Oh, is Thank he? You. Is he blue? 
Skeletor, Skeletor is been. blue. He's yeah. wearing leather. Okay. See, I've never seen a He-Man cartoon. We we discussed this, uh, you know, with the guys here before. But I've I've never seen He-Man. I've only seen like the commercials or the cartoon. Uh, I mean, the action figure advertisements. So I I did know he was uh, like a barbarian with a sword. But I never got into that. I was I don't know. Uh, maybe I was too old. There was no point. cringer. This was well just... when this movie came out in '87. I was dating, so you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, right. You were actually you were doing important things with your time. In other yeah. words, yeah, him and his Rosie. You shut it. <laughs> hey, I got a second <laughs> flick fact here, real fast, because this goes back to what uh, Dave said, and you know I wanted to interject back then, but we we're flowing here. But all right, so Canon Films, the production company who made this film. Originally planned to make a Spider-Man movie. Oh, Dave, are you so happy they didn't? No, but I'm, anyways, I'm a little bummed. I'll get into my thoughts in a minute. Okay, uh, but here's here's where the correlation. This is amazing that you mentioned this. Instead, they decided to take uh, their money and split it between two other films. This same production company made Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Oh my god! And oh, Masters the of the Universe. There you go. Boom! You said the intro looked like a Superman intro. There's your Dolph Lundgren connection. No, it looks like Was the Superman man? intro. <laughs> now, the plan here yeah. was to take the Original profits Superman. from both of these films and make a big-budget Spider-Man film. Unfortunately, both movies bombed at the box office. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, Canon films, they're not around anymore. But back in the 80s, these are the guys that were doing all, like, you know, blood sport, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. That's where I know them from. Which, right. They, okay. they did a lot of like low budget action 80s movies. A lot. Like, I, I got to look up. Wasn't Dolph um, Lundgren? Oh, my God. Did he make an appearance in Bloodsport? In Bloodsport? Blood no. I, no, I know no. he was in a bunch of those those mm. kinds of so, movies. Just, for, oh God. just so you know, Canon, <laughs> Life Force, Ninja 3, um, Breaking 2, Electric I Boogaloo. I love Ninja 3 so <laughs> much. Ninja 3 was pretty good. American I Ninja. I love Ninja 3. Missing oh. in Action, Delta Force, Death Wish 2. These guys were doing all these over the top. I mean, Enter the Ninja. Popcorn movies. Dolph yeah, Lundgren, popcorn movie. Dolph Lundgren idea, was a universal soldier, not Bloodsport. That's what I was remembering. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, you talk about, about his accent and stuff. This is only his third acting role. This Masters of the Universe movie is the film that came... If you could call it that. Yeah. Well, it, it came hot off the heels <laughs> of him playing Drago in Rocky Four. This was his next oh, role. Oh, that was a much better... Oh, yeah. You can't even if compare dies, these two dies. films. No. He, let, let me throw some... On, go ahead. Can you throw some knowledge Cobra. at us? There, there was a scene at the... I'm just jumping around here. There was no plot. They came to Earth, and there was a love story that took most of the time. It sucked. Um, <laughs> he man's getting whipped at the end of the movie with this like red whip. Oh, and that special effects is horrible. Th- those special effects are bad, but like as he's about to get whipped, he like does this weird like sachet yep. shuffle and like it- turns his butt to the whip. Like, yep. like he likes it. <laughs> Ooh. I'm like, no. <laughs> and you have to go back and watch that whipping scene because his acting on actually getting hit, he's he's reacting before the whip actually gets to him. Well, they are they animated the whip after the fact. I understand mm, that, dude. It it's wasn't not a real, real whip, Jason. It wasn't a real lightsaber whip. I understand. That's not that. actually <laughs> <a> man. <laughs> lightsaber whip. <laughs> That's I actually <laughs> cut him in half. <laughs> Listen to this rundown from Dolph. Okay, so he does Rocky Four. He does Masters of the Universe. Then we see him do a couple films: Red Scorpion, a few, and RPG Two, whatever that is. 
Then he he makes his big uh, big debut in '89 as Frank Castle in The Punisher, which wow. I remember watching that as a kid a ton as well. I forgot about that one. We go on to see him in Universal Soldier. We see him in Johnny Mnemonic. We see him in all sorts of kind of B grade action movies, oftentimes playing a military guy or a villain. And then we fast forward all the way up. He's done a number of these Universal Soldier movies. And then he shows up the in 2010, he shows up in The Expendables. And that's where he kind of picks back up again. Because then he does Expendables 2. He does the third Creed one, of two. course. Um, but then he also shows up in Creed 2, like you said. Um, he shows up in, he just showed up in something else too, uh, Aquaman. He had a big role there, and as as the king that kind of gets suckered into helping him overthrow things, um, and then he shows up in he's he, like right now he's got one two three four five six seven eight nine movies that are either um, completed post production or announced coming out in the future. So the Expendable franchise is kind of what uh, brought him back to life, mm-hmm. probably. Basically, wow. yeah. Now you I do guys... out of all. Oh, sorry, Dave. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, out of all the Dolph Lundgren movies that I have watched, which is probably only a handful, though, I do have to say Rocky Four was above and beyond the best, in my opinion. Probably just his in best general, role. was a good movie. Yeah, it was so terrible. <laughs> I must break him. If he dies, oh, go, go, <laughs> what? <laughs> that speech at the end. Where he's in the ring. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's still and my the Gorbachev guy movie. claps. Yeah. Oh, the Gorbachev. Well, don't guy. forget how they're running on the. Uh, he's running. On, wait, no. Uh, never mind. I'm oh. thinking of a previous. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but uh, d- let's not forget what we're actually reviewing here. Uh, Over the <laughs> well, top with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I would love, much rather watch. I love that. a good arm wrestling for child custody movie any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would rather go watch Bridges of Madison County again than this movie. <laughs> Well, oh you know, <laughs> knowing that his body was there with the water coming down it was what <laughs> gave me the shudders. How great is how great were 80s movies that a movie <laughs> where you arm wrestle for custody could exist? Like somebody had to pitch that movie, I wanna, right? I, Some, I just want to note that was also a canon movie. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. So I was looking through as you guys were talking about canon and I'm like, I'm almost embarrassed to admit how many of their movies I just love. Oh, exactly. They're guilty pleasure movies. Except for Cobra, which oh, that's the oh, long Cobra, right? Yeah, he of course pulls up it is. a grocery store in that one. It was great. <laughs> it's Cobra. <laughs> All right, we got it. Cobretti. <laughs> you know, you guys are, are are sounding like you really hate this movie, but I've got to say, I don't. I watch this. Uh, you don't understand. They're, they're, Stop being a contrarian, Dave. There are parts that that are kind of you know annoying. There's no Prince Adam to He Man conversion that ever happens. There's no like Adam mentioned earlier. No Cringer. No Battle Cat. It's weird because they bring yep. Skeletor, He Man, Man at Arms, Tila, and Evil Lynn. No, but then and then all new characters. Well, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. No Orko. Ugh, I'm Gwildor. Beast Man. <laughs> Beast Man. Somebody put a bullet in my face, please. Yeah. I, I loved all the barbecue mouth. sauce on his hair. While <laughs> I did, I made a special note. Gwildor steals fried chicken and ribs with a grappling hook. Yeah, right. 
That's awesome. That and should be my new Twitter handle. That gave me uh, one of my favorite scenes. They're all eating ribs, and the Tila's like, "Why are they? Why do they put their meat on these white sticks, though?" And Man at Arms <laughs> yeah. is like, "Those are the rib bones," and she's all grossed out. And he's like, you know, makes some comment about when you're hungry enough, it doesn't matter, you know. And she's like, "So, are, are such we a to barbaric world." That everybody over there are vegan. In their uh, world, yeah, Eternia doesn't have meat. I've seen turkeys on the table in the Christmas special, guys. We know your secret, right? Yeah, apparently there's something you else. Jerks. But they're like such a barbaric world. She she makes a comment uh, along the lines of, "What a barbaric world, still eating animals." So yeah, apparently they're all vegan. But aside from a few nitpicks like that, we get to see a young Courtney Cox. Oh yeah, always always welcome. You know, mm-hmm. her performance was fine. I don't know who the guy was. Uh, her boyfriend, Tom Paris nobody from, does uh, Star he, Trek Voyager. He, Okay, he oh, looked kind of okay, familiar. Okay, he looks so familiar, but I couldn't yeah, place him. I had to look it up. And then the, pr- the well, who the, did he play in Star Trek Voyager? Uh, Tom Paris, one of the main characters, actually. Tom Paris. Wow, yeah. was he like the, the number Holy one in there? Crap. Uh, no, he wasn't number one. That was Chicago. Voyager was Janeway, right? Yeah. Was yep. okay. I'm trying to remember who he was. He was number two, basically. <laughs> Who does number two work? He was for? actually the best actor in this movie, that's for sure. Well, no, uh, that's, I also that's love- a very low bar. <laughs> it is no. a very low bar. I also <laughs> love that at the beginning, Courtney Cox is like, he's changed and I've changed. I just want to get away. And then he turns out to be the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, right. What are you leaving this guy for? You well, got a I, babe. I didn't know, I didn't know the actress who played. Ship. Guy. Evil Lynn, but uh, I thought that character was decent. I didn't think that was. Yeah, a she bad, was good. Yeah, yep. I didn't think she did a bad job. And then we we got to see James Tolkien. I mean Tolkien. Um, <laughs> yeah, not to be confused. Yeah, not to be confused. But he was, <laughs> you know, famous from Back to the Future. You know, the, the Detective Lubick. I think. Right, Strickland. God! Yep. No, Strickland was in there. He was totally playing Strickland also. Yep, and he he was he ends up staying on Eternia. Why would I leave? I got babes, I got food. I Sorry, like jokes a, on you, you pal. Be, you got no meat over there. I think that would be that, that was like a last minute decision. Why don't we just have yeah. him stay here? Am I the only one that doesn't think that guy ever ages? He he just nope, looks the same yep. every time I see it's, him. It's the benefit of a bald head. Yeah. When you're bald, you don't age. <laughs> hey, That's Dave. That's why I shave my head. But no, Honestly, I, the best I, actor here, Billy Barty. Yeah. Gwildor Who brought it. Who's Gwildor. Billy Barty? <sighs> Gwildor. Gwildor. I, I thought... Uh, especially when he cleans out his gills. His gill sack or whatever it was. His gill slits. <laughs> the gill the, slits. There you go. The sorceress played by Christina Pickles. <laughs> Christina Pickles. Well, she was in Friends. She was in The Wedding Singer. Jason, she was in your favorite Romeo and Juliet with DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Was she a Capulet or a, uh, a Montague? I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. But she's been a lot. This movie actually had a pretty, considering the time, a pretty decent cast of, of actors playing their roles. I don't, I know uh, Not Dolph Lundgren. Well, I, that uh, explains why it had a $22 million budget. Exactly. But, I mean, Dolph Lundgren... Which, with inflation today, that's probably over $100 million. And it made seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, when you they look at... They lost $5 million on a He-Man movie in 1987. Hey, well, but uh, if, they made, if they would make a He-Man movie in 2019, I would watch it because it'd probably be pretty dang good. Especially if, like, uh, the Marvel unit, you know, the Marvel people <laughs> did it. 
Well, and let's let's talk about that because Kevin Smith is redoing. He's picking up the Masters of the Universe animated series yeah, where the, the where the cartoon yeah. left off. He's going to finish it. Okay, so this his series is an animated cartoon that's going to finish the story um, that was left hanging at the end of when they stopped airing them. That's awesome. Hmm. Now, if I've they always go, for twenty years, I've wondered how it ended. Even though <laughs> well, I never watched it. If but. they went and redid a, a modern day one, though, I think it wouldn't have to be Marvel. I think they could do a really good job with it. Yeah, way better than this. You know, the, well, I, I just I didn't like I didn't mind this movie. I know because you're weird. If you think about like the three series that I mentioned at the beginning, right? It was Transformers, GI Joe, and He Man, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It's all Sunbow, all of them. Mm-hmm. All the shows. Filmation did Masters of the Uni- F- Filmation did Masters of the Universe, um, and then I forgot who did. Uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers, but it was the same production company, and it, they were all in affiliation with Sunbow. When Sunbow went under, the quality of t- of toy-related properties just went completely gone. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't just that vibe. They were very good at making you want toys. That was, right. their, that was their thing. They were excellent, excellent at getting you to tell your parents, I need to get to the store because I need to get me some He-Man, yep. you know? And they were very smart. Whoa, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that line out of there. <laughs> I need to get me some wow. Vincent just said, I got to get to the store. I got to get me some He-Man. Well, well, you know, it's current year. <laughs> the, the thing is, you're not wrong. And, if, if, and I put this in the show notes for you guys. I know I've mentioned it here when the first season came out and we talked about it. But if you guys haven't watched it, Vincent, I know you have. We were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the Netflix series called The Toys That Made Us. Um, the first season, episode three, is He-Man. It's about a 45-minute mini-documentary all about the rise and fall of the He-Man toy line, which yep. this movie will tie into heavily. And yep. it's a fascinating watch to see just how driven all everything, the cartoons, the comics, everything was driven by this toy line that was just manufactured out of, out of blue air. Uh, you know, there was no precedent for it. The story of the toy line is particularly good. They wanted, Mattel was working to get the contract to make Conan the Barbarian toys. Yep. And they didn't get the deal. And the guys at Mattel said, well, then screw it. We're going to create our own mythos, right. our, a whole backstory, a whole world. And what I love about that Toys That Made Us episode was how much time they spent talking about the actual creation of the characters. Right. And how much they tried to refine them into something interesting rather than just making them a bunch of crazy barbarians, right. you know? Um, they had they all had, like, crazy names and whatever, and they just said, why don't we just call him, you know, he's a big muscle guy, like a He-Man type. Uh, why don't we just call him He-Man? Right. Okay. And then, then you started getting, oh, this guy's part fish. Well, why don't we call him Mermaid Man? No better. Why don't we call him Merman? Merman, yep. And they just Beast started Man. coming up with these very simple names. Yep. And these very simple, like if you look at the toys, right? Yep. She-ra. Think about these toys. <laughs> yeah. Man <laughs> well, that's a whole arms. other. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- Ram they Man. made these toys in an era where G.I. Joe had like, what, 12 points of articulation on a three and a half inch toy. Right. And they made a four inch toy that had a swiveling waist, barely moving legs, and rotating <laughs> arms and a head. Yep. That was it. They were the simplest figures in the world. And they were the... They reused those molds for years. Yeah. Well, and they were the weird heads, and, too, because those original toys weren't molded like 
the rest of the body was a hard plastic kind of. Those heads were yeah, squishy. Yeah, and then they had rubber heads. Yeah, like squishy rubber heads. <laughs> it was great. It was great when you have like when you're playing with the battle track and you can roll the battle track over their head and yeah, crush squish their, heads. their heads. Oh wait, yeah. didn't everybody do that? Yep. Well, well, my GI Joe had the kung fu grip. <laughs> We're not talking oh, you about had you. The, you had the big ones. Yeah, that's because he's <laughs> really old. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> but this dropping some flick facts. Uh, so Mattel, uh, they mandated early in production that Hemian was not allowed to kill anyone on screen. Uh, to get around this, they made uh, Skeletor's troops into robot soldiers, but they never pointed this fact out in the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I guess you know, and you could see that there was like well, electricity they were would shoot exploding. out of them. Yeah, yeah, they they basically um, pixelated and dissolved. Yeah, uh, and then uh, to in the to movie, like disintegrated. It, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mattel also ran a contest leading up to you know the movie being made and stuff that they would they had a contest where the winner would actually get a role in the film. Uh, now with the movie being uh, you know in a rush to be finished in time and they were I guess wait 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 wait. wait please tell me that's how Courtney Cox got her start. No, no, that would have been awesome, though. Oh. Uh, but the the director did manage to squeeze in the contest to winner. The winner was Richard uh, S Z, like zebra, ponder, so zbonder, hmm. I guess. Who puts an S and a Z together in there? No name? idea. <laughs> and he is, what a mess. And he played <laughs> Pig Boy. Do you guys remember who Pig Boy was? Pig Boy. No. He hands no. Skeletor his staff when he returns oh, yeah, from yeah. Earth. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that was oh, the wow. Mattel contest winner. Amazing. Nice. Pig boy. Uh, you know, seeing this movie made me want them to make a real one. Because a real I movie or a real toy? Well, yeah. I would watch it. Everything, yeah, if there was a 2019 in a film, right I would watch it. Exactly. They but showed it, a drawing of Castle Grayskull. Which, yeah, that was horrible. Like, Here's Castle which, Grayskull. Did it not, when you saw the rendering of Castle Grayskull, we all know that epic, you know, mouth entrance to it like the big fangs mm-hmm. and everything else and there should be the two turrets off on the side a little wider than what wow, the, that rendering guy. was what a nerd. their rendering was very tall and narrow like a skyscraper it should have been wider everything above <laughs> that main parapet <laughs> uh, above the main entrance to castle grayskull to me in this film reminded me of like a skyscraper that has scaffolding all around it like it's still being constructed <laughs> if you look at the rendering of Castle Grayskull in there, tell me that doesn't look like like Castle Grayskull yeah, is being built. It was pretty bad. It, it doesn't look. You're right. It doesn't look like the. It, it look. You know what it looked like? Okay. So do you remember in 1986? I know this is a bit old for some people, but do you remember in 1986 when they were renovating the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. Oh yeah. Scaffolding. And they had the scaffolding all, all yeah. around it. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like the Statue of Liberty upside down with scaffolding. Right. Right. I gotta look and, this up and, right now. Oh, it's really bad. I'll put I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I have it actually up on is. the screen. It's um, hey, yeah. It's, it's a little. It's heinous. It's a little bummer because Castle Grayskull was like that. That epic toy that you know if you had the actual castle grayskull i did you were something that as well you know with the swivel hey, chair I was something yeah. everybody can you we were. pause the show for a second here yeah sure. let's pause the show dave i want you to take your head uh set off i yeah. want you to walk upstairs why i want you to wrap your arms around your wife give her a big old kiss and say thank you honey because if it wasn't for you i'd probably still be alone right now 
because I know exactly what Castle Grayskull is supposed to look like, and this movie did not depict it properly. And I am, I am very upset. I'm comic book boy, or what? What was I that? I say, though? screw you. Keep that in the show because I will do no such thing. I am proud of my my geeky heritage, and I enjoy this movie. I, Wait, what does that say about me? I'm arguing about their costume. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys missed is that there was a cut scene where they're like, what's happening to the castle? Well, we're doing some renovations and we're <laughs> yeah. to add some skylights over here, maybe a Starbucks on the third floor. <laughs> yeah, Starbucks. <laughs> we care about what would safety. They, what would they so call a Starbucks in Eternia? <laughs> uh, mm. That's a good question. Because uh, there's already the star, you know, kind of spacey type theme. Oh, Eternia okay. is a weird place. It's like barbarians, magic, meat and technology, and, and guardians of the galaxy. Te- and no meat. What was your favorite? What was your favorite <laughs> Rainbow piece Drink of Station. Eternia technology? Eternia? Boy, I don't know. I mean, I always, uh, I, I always gravitated Darth much. Arm. Well, <laughs> yeah, I always gravitated <laughs> much more to the magic side of it. Uh, you know, I was a tech guy. Yeah, I, mean, I love the sky sleds. Yeah, sky sleds are very cool, like oh, the, the land speeders, basically. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But can, can we please, can we please have an intervention here with He Man? All right, <laughs> I'm so, all in uh, on Mr. this, Mister Man. Mister Man, this is Jason from the Digital Soup Podcast. I need to talk to you a second. Throughout history, there has always been one piece of advice to anyone ever getting into an altercation. And that piece of advice is, you never bring a knife to a gunfight. Yes, yep. he did also have a gun. I understand yeah. that, guys. But I just have, wanted but... to say, why does this guy have this big old sword when everybody else has guns? Because it is the sword. It's the sword. I mean, <laughs> it's not just a sword. It's the What's sword. What's wrong with you, Jason? Yeah. And by the way, that's another prop in the movie that looked nothing like the uh, the real one they, they on had, the toy. Yeah. Th- they don't talk oh. about it. Nobody knows anything. He pulls it out of this plastic holder and he says, "I have the power with a Swedish accent." It, it was, was also the only. It was the, there was a funny thing about it on, in um, the toys that made us that the prop weighed something like twenty something pounds, and Dolph Lundgren was the was the only guy that could actually swing it. <laughs> Because it was so heavy, they made it out of actual metal, and he was the oh, only really? guy that could actually... So Yeah, because they, they didn't want to try to make plastic look real, because there were going to be a lot of fights with it, and they couldn't risk the prop breaking, yep. because they had no... By the time they got to the last scene, there was no budget left. That's yeah. why the last scene is like half well, the original length of what it was supposed to you be. You remember, was it... Uh... Was it Evil Lynn or Skeletor? Skeletor eventually picked up the sword and slid it into his seat in Castle Grayskull. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that scene, I can't remember if someone else handed the sword to Skeletor, and I think Evil Lynn did because they had they had He Man um, in shackles. You could see the heft of that sword. She she had a hard time lifting it, and even yeah. Skeletor was like, Ugh, which bothered me a little bit because Skeletor <laughs> in the in the animated series, and when you look at their action figures, he's equally as ripped as He Man. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why it was like I felt like Skeletor played too much of the like like someone said earlier the the emperor you know the wimpy emperor but and they didn't really talk at all about his magic but he was draining life away from the sorceress giving it to himself he disintegrated straight up you know disintegrated a guy for failing him the mermaid lizard guy mm-hmm. yeah. he had so much power <laughs> but they didn't realize it. Like they didn't, yeah. They didn't fully utilize it. 
And it was just weird that they dropped in this story. Like you, I know it was based on the the toy line and not the animated series, but it was just kind of weird because you found yourself the whole time wondering, like, is this taking place after the events in the cartoon, or was this supposed to be before when He Man kind of became the protector of the realm, or what? You know, where does this fall? It, it was just kind of a weird yeah. timeline for me. Yeah, I don't. I I if you had to place this movie in canon, I don't know where you would put it. Like yeah. I have no idea. I have oh, no I'd, idea. I'd like to put it in a cannon and shoot it as far away from me as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I would made think. It anyway, so. <laughs> I would think you'd have to put it after the events in in the animated, you know, the cartoon that we grew up with, because I I like to envision it because since we never see Prince Adam, we never see the king and queen, Prince Adam's parents. We never see Orko. We never see Ram Man or any of the familiar characters. Yet we're thrust in where in in a place where Skeletor has taken control of Castle Grayskull. I imagine it's a, it's a timeline where it's many many years in the future. All of our favorite characters have been killed off in this epic battle that spanned centuries, and all that's left is Man at Arms and Tila. And He Man, Prince Adam, has decided. I'm turning into He-Man one last time, and I am never going back to that weakling. And so he just stays in permanent <laughs> He-Man form. That's that's where I would. Place that's a theory. That's a theory. Yeah, it's. I, I, that's a theory. I like it. I, hey, I'm can going. I, can with I pose it. a question, to you guys here? Sure. All right. So say you we, just did. we 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 keep this film <laughs> and this story the exact way it is, but we were to give like uh, ILM. Uh, the ability to redo all the special effects, and then we deep fake other actors into this. Who would you deep fake in for each of these characters that would give a better performance? Ooh, that's a good question. It's a very specific scenario you brought. I know. Up. I, I I'm very here. proud of myself. <laughs> well, if I was casting He Man, right? I I I I know this is kind of. I mean, since we when we reboot things, we just kill them anyway. I would pick The Rock. I, I was exact. Uh, Dwayne Johnson all the way. I was thinking. I would totally pick or, The Rock because or, uh, Jason hair, Momoa. I think he might. Jason yeah. Momoa. Would I was be thinking very Kevin good. Hart. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he could be Orko. No, I, I would. I Dude. would. I would absolutely agree. The Rock or Jason Momoa would be a great He Man. Jason Momoa. I didn't even think of him. Yeah. He, I changed my pick. Jason Momoa yeah. would be a really good He, he Man. They, good he did one. play Conan the Barbarian already. He did. That's yeah. True. So what? Then, then that's that's the kismet, right? That's the connection. Yeah, right. It works. All right. So okay, I would take Tom Selleck as Man at Arms. Ooh, dude, it has to be yeah. the stash. <laughs> yeah, Tom Skeletor. Selleck. You asked. Speaking speaking of that, who was it? Was that which one of you guys linked up that uh, deep fake of Indiana Jones? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. I don't. I thought that was you. Did somebody I, I think send it was that to you. me? I think it was you that linked it to us. Yeah. No, seriously, I didn't dimension. do it because I, I might have shared it. Okay, I thought somebody sent it to me. But uh, I watched it on my phone. I needed to watch it on the big screen, but I didn't. But did they deep fake uh, Tom Selleck? Was that who it was? Yeah, yep. Okay, I thought so with the stash and everything, but that was pretty hilarious. I just, I don't you know, know, I just thought of that. Sorry. Skeletor is a tough one, though, not to change back. Because on, in a new version where they use the movie magic, you know, to kind of touch up that that atrocity of Skeletor that's there. They're going to make him blue. They're going to make his face look more like Skeletor. You could almost put anyone behind there. They just have to have good voice acting talent. 
and good uh, stunt man. I, I got mine. I got one. Go I got mine. It. I got mine. You go ahead, Vincent, and then I got mine. Brian Cranston. Mm. Think you can pull off the stunt part of it? I, I'd be willing to bet yeah. that he probably could. If you get it done quick enough. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true. That's now, not bad. Now, who I'm picking, because he did such a great job when he had his role in uh, The Sixth Sense, I'm going to say Donnie Wahlberg. Because oh. he lost all that weight, he he could get the Skeletor. Skeletor, face. no, yeah, but Skeletor oh, needs to be ripped. <laughs> I thought you meant Mark Wahlberg. No, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, what? Remember, <laughs> he's the one that By shot Bruce Weiskel. Willis. Remember, Bruce Willis was dead the <laughs> well, whole time. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be looking. He, he wouldn't be saying by the power of Grayskull. He'd be yelling at He Man, saying he wants the power of Grayskull. I put Mel Gibson in his Skeletor, maybe. Mm, maybe <laughs> when he's having his uh, anti-Semite ra- uh, rants. Semite. Semite. Anti-Semite. Am I saying that? Created a whole new historic race. The Semites. You remember when the Semites crossed over the river, right? Okay, how am I mispronouncing that? Sorry, I can't get it right. Semites. 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 I, oh, I was thinking of uh, Liebers, Octorox, Seminites. Oh, Zelda, boy. Octorox, Liebers. Uh, that commercial was stuck in my head that I, whole damn Zelda, song. Zelda, <laughs> I, I don't know who I would put as Skeletor. Uh, I, I would say if you put, let's say you put Jason Momoa as He-Man, I would just mm-hmm. say stick the rock in as Skeletor. Or just put Jason Momoa as Skeletor. Just make it the Jason Momoa dual, of the universe. Uh, yeah, in Eddie Murphy <laughs> plays every role. Put him in every role. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Where he's <laughs> Cringer. <laughs> yeah. That, well, here's the thing. I would take for, what was his name? Gilbor or? Gwildor. 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 I would just deep fake that and turn him into Orko. Dude. Just have him hover the move. really that, low. That's the all time. you need to do with him. Tila, she's fine. I, I, you could insert any she is fine. female actress Ow. there because she didn't have <laughs> a huge Tila? role. She was Man at Arms and He Man's the the woman that was with. She was Man at Arms' daughter. What? Right. She is in canon. I yeah. don't know if she was in the movie. Yeah, we, they was. never really. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. Since you brought her up, uh, before okay, I I saw Courtney Cox's name at the beginning, and then uh, you know I uh, when that woman was on there, I'm like. Man, she looks a little bit like Courtney Cox, but uh, if she had Down syndrome, oh and man, it was just it was just Jesus. like she does not look like that. What are you talking about? Yeah, a little bit. She looks kind of like uh, well, like the female version of uh, Courtney. Oh, Cox. What are you talking about? Uh, have you, did you, you, are you are you watching eyes? Sing? I to am. Watch the movie? He probably I mean, she, watched dude, it without his Chelsea glasses. Field on his is, she's very attractive. Tablet. I mean, she, she looked a lot, she looked a lot like Cher's son in Mask. I mean, uh, it just <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we go. Here wow, we, we went go. from we went from He Man to Rocky Dennis, <laughs> the Rock to Rocky. Right. I I would Woo. I would you you could find you know who I would put there for Tila. I would move Alicia Vikander into there. She's playing. Oh, the I thought you were going to say Silverstone. No, she she's the she new Tomb Raider. She, she, she would work. I almost think she's too hot to be Tila. Could be. Oh my God! <laughs> Who else? I mean, you've got characters Christ. like Beast Man. Maybe Danny Trejo for <laughs> Beast Man. Sure. sure. I was gonna throw him for, in for Tila? Tila. Yeah, that's what I was like. What? <laughs> Evil Lynn. Who would you put as her? Uh, oh, Evil Lynn. I would put. I'll tell you who I'd put, and she'd be perfect, and she's done a role like it. The woman from um, from Once Upon a Time. 
that played the queen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of her name. Oh, what's her name? I can't think of her name, but she would be so good as Evil. In I, fact, her character is very much like Evil right. in, in Once Upon well, a Time. Well, I thought you were going to say Angelina Jolie because of her role in Maleficent. That's a very well, similar. It's funny look. that we went the same direction. Yeah, yeah. same oh, yeah. same um, character basically. Too. Yeah. Well, once upon okay. a time, the character is Maleficent, just yeah. never goes by her name. I got one better. Uh, have you guys? I know Dave hasn't, uh, so I got to say, Vincent, have you ever watched Supernatural? No. Okay. Never once. So Emily Swallow, which you would have to look her up because you have not stop it, guys. She played the darkness in there. I think she would do a great job um, okay. as that character. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah 40 is fine when you look 39 so oh now you guys don't understand uh what this character is but she played an evil character she is actually god's sister i know okay. it's a, wow yeah, yeah but and he well, locked her up no i know she, i don't watch supernatural oh well the whole thing is you have to have a balance in the universe god is you know uh, good and white uh and then the darkness <laughs> his sister white. damn was right evil <laughs> I, that was the whole thing. Light and but dark, I think Emily mean, Swallow yeah. would have done a great job. You didn't mean like his race, right? No. <laughs> well, he was Caucasian uh, too, yes. No. Uh, what about going back to Skeletor when you when you were talking about God it made me, and that, that whole character you Ross just mentioned Mar- from Mar- Supernatural? Quad? No, I, I was thinking it made me think of the Good Omens show with David Tennant. Oh, God, that show was great. David I never Tennant, watched that yet. He's not. Oh, it was so good. He's not big in. in jacked like Skeletor needs to be but as a kind of evil genius madman he's the one that he played the villain in Jessica Jones he played Doctor Who yeah he's Mm -hmm. he's a fantastic actor oh he's put him in the Skeletor makeup and bodysuit let him buff up a little bit and let him play the evil (laughs) Skeletor I'm in oh my god the any guy that could play purple man that well (laughs) absolutely Good call. Hey, that's now, our winner. Screw David. Screw Brian Cranston. No, well, what about mine? You guys know who uh, Ross Marquand is, right? No, no. Okay, he he plays Aaron in uh, The Walking Dead, but he was also Red Skull in Infinity War and Endgame. And what better mm. person to play Skeletor than Red Skull? We just got to make him blue. He could be Blue Skull. Actually, just <laughs> reuse like the friend. character and change the filter. Right. Like my yeah. Matt. Can we use the Tokyo Instagram filter, please? <laughs> so, you know what? What do you guys? I mean, we're at this point. We're we're kind of we're fan casting it now. Let's let's rate this thing. Paul Rudd is oh E-Man. Uh, our our fan casted version or the <laughs> who? Who did you say? <laughs> Paul Rudd is E-Man. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Oh, I just said Paul Rudd is E-Man. Yeah, why not? Let's go for it. So, so who well, wants to go first? We're never going to get an Ant Man three. We might as well. <laughs> what are we doing? We're gonna score, score this film. So right. Vincent, uh, who's going I'll, go. I'll, take, I'll bite the bullet take since it. this was my terrible idea. Um okay. Out of five. If there was never He Man canon ever, I would give this movie like a six. <gasps> okay. We so, no, we just go up to five. Yeah, one up one to five. Oh, we go up to five. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we 11. give it like a <laughs> five is excellent, one is terrible. Okay, so in that case, if there was no canon, I would give it a probably a solid two and a half to three-ish. If there was no He-Man canon. So generous. This was just a movie on its own, right? Okay. If, however, you know anything at all about He-Man, 
this is one of the worst movies ever made. It has to get like a, a negative 0.5. Like it's not even good enough. It aspires to be a zero. That's how bad it is. It's it's awful. There's no redeeming value to this movie. All right. None. We're giving you a negative 0.5 out of 5. Okay, Adam. Well, yep. I, I will give this a, let's see, with three being average, I'm going to go two. Oh, wow. Meaning it's better than average? No, no, no. Three is average. Two is way yeah. below average. One is okay. complete garbage. Right. Only okay, because okay. If, if you didn't, if you weren't into He-Man and it was the 80s and you watched this, you'd be like, oh, that's not bad. You know, I could have gone 1.5. <laughs> you want a 1.5? I'm going to change it. I'm going to go 1.5. Okay. <laughs> if this movie breaks two with Jason or Dave, oh, I'm no, going to no, be no. very well, upset. Dave, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Dave might give it a four and a half the way he's talking this about it. Like, guys, oh, you know, I really like it. This is my it. generation's tusk. <laughs> Wait a you second. You know, I'm not going to give up my geekiness, guys. <laughs> hey, hey, no, it does say that Kevin Smith was, uh, you know, the uh, director of the movie. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right, All right, it's a nine, Dave goes. No, um, what are you giving it? I, Wait, Dave I, likes Kevin Smith? <laughs> yeah. Uh, man crush much, but uh, I give it, I'm going to give it a one, and the only reason I'm giving it a one is because of its, you know, 80s music, you know, the, the you know, the the really 80s feel to the music, especially. Yeah, they did the, license some songs. That some title songs sequence were. and stuff. And they played them on the key. Which was great. Yeah. <laughs> but that's right. the but I'm giving it a one. This is my lowest rated movie of all time. Thanks, Vincent. I did it. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> now I you guys really ragged on this movie. I've gotta say oh, I, Dave, no, I enjoyed no, it. No, I am there, gonna punch you it. in the throat. <laughs> there was so much. I mean, yes, it's flawed. It's not He Man Canon. This is classic eighties B movie cheese ball fun. I watched this, and yes, it's terrible, but I was laughing it and smiling fun. the whole time. I enjoyed the crap out of this film, so I'm giving it a Nuts, one out dude. of five. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, what, what did Vincent give him? Give uh, point five. Negative point negative five. Okay, five. I want to change my score to a one, then, if we're going to go complete garbage. I don't want to be the high score here. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. I was just trying I, to be nice. I told Adam before the show. I said, "Just play along because I'm gonna I'm gonna make it sound like I love this movie." I didn't. There was so many flaws. <laughs> it was terrible. But it, I will say, I like that you call them flaws. That's yeah. kind of yeah. generous. Well, I will say this: the movie is complete garbage. But I do think everybody that was a fan of He Man, that was a fan of geeky stuff, you know, the big three, like you talked about, GI Joe, uh, GI Joe. He-Man and Transformers should watch this film if you've never seen it, if only because it is well worth a laugh. You may not make no, it through it the film. It's only it an painful. hour and 45 minutes long. It's not that long. It is utter garbage, but it is well worth looking at to <laughs> see. To it, see. Was, it was so bad it made my butthole pucker. Well, <laughs> I'm serious. It will do. It will do one thing. That is worthwhile, in my in my opinion, <laughs> is that it will make you look at it and think how wonderful a modern day Masters of the Universe movie would be if they followed canon and did it with today's amazing technology and storytelling. It could be so awesome. And for that, because of the potential, I think people should watch it, even though the movie is trash. <laughs> wow. 
And, and well I, said. I beg of our listeners, if you have watched this movie or if you're planning on watch this movie, get back to us. We would love to hear what you yeah. think about this movie. <laughs> oh, we would so love it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the weirdo that liked it, I want to know who you are so we can get you put away quickly. You'd be better served. I think served. we can all just agree this movie sucked. Yeah. It, it, you'd be better served. Go check out the Toys That Made Us episode three. Enjoy your He-Man that way. Watch this as yeah. a train wreck experiment that you know is, is not really worth your time. I literally didn't think I would ever find a movie I hated more than The Bridges of Madison County. And Vincent, you have done it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Thank you to me. You would Thank actually you to me. rewatch <laughs> if you're forced to. You would rewatch Bridges of Madison County again versus He-Man. I would if I had now, a choice of watching one movie for ooh. the rest of my life. Uh, of those two, I would have to choose Bridges because mm. you know that that was some hot, you know, you know, no hot granny. No, you know, so- guys, you know, do you want to know what the other movie? Now, I yeah. don't know who I told. I think I only told Dave what my other choice for a movie <laughs> yeah. was. Tell me, Dave. Uh, I told Dave that I was I couldn't decide whether I wanted to give you guys one of the best movies ever or one of the worst. So I gave you one of the worst. <laughs> the movie, the other movie I was thinking about giving you, The Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh. Which is literally one of the best movies ever yeah, made. Now, it was argue good, it was anyone a good that says it's it not. It's one of the best. Yeah. Best one of the best sci-fi movies. Top ten, agreed. no doubt. Agreed, one hundred percent agreed. No doubt. Super green. Um, so that was the other choice. Yes. Well, that thanks for picking this one. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. This is a fun review, even though the movie was terrible because it was so cringeworthy. And I'm glad yes. Vincent had to be here for it because you know he deserves it. <laughs> hey, I stayed up. I stayed up after doing my own podcast to do this review with you right. guys. I just want to point that right, out. Right. Well, we appreciate. And that. then when you get done on here, you got to go edit, right? Uh, no, I'm going to bed. <laughs> hey, speaking real, real fast, let's uh, pull the curtain back here because you know all of us do podcasts. What do you edit with? What's your DAW? Um, I use I use Audition. I like Audition. Okay. I like the Adobe suite of apps very much. So I use I use Audition. Nice. Now, yeah. uh, have you ever tried uh, Hindenburg Journalist? I I have not tried Hindenburg. I've tried um, what's that one that everyone loves? It's free. Audacity. That's utter garbage. Audacity. No, I use Audacity. Audacity's not bad. There's another free one that everyone uses that Garage you can edit band? video and audio. Oh. No. You're not talking about a... Reaper, are you? Yeah, Reaper. Re- Reaper. Ugh, Adam, Reaper. That's Adam's That's choice. my bread and butter. Oh, God, I hate Reaper. <laughs> it, it's it's complex, but it's really, really powerful. I, I mean, if look, if you know it, good good on you. I'm, I hate it. <laughs> I despise it. I, I like I really like Audition because that's I learned to edit audio on Cool Edit all those years ago before oh. Cool and Cool Edit was bought by Adobe and turned into Audition. So mm. I'm just super comfortable with it. My fingers just go where they need Fast to go automatically. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's really the same with video too, right? If you if you use the same video app forever, you're never going to use another video app comfortably. So. Yep. I use Premiere because I know the keys by heart. My yeah, fingers I, just move. I, I think Reaper is an acquired taste. I, I used to use Cakewalk, which was way different. Oh my God! Yes, was, I love Cakewalk. It was really good, and then I needed to not pay money for it. And uh, everything I, I know about MIDI, I learned from Cakewalk Studio. Very cool. It's no longer. <sighs> All right. Around. Well, let's get yeah. on to another great segment. It's time for the memory minute. It's time for Memory Minute. Play that funky music, white boy. You heard him, Dave. Yeah, you're the only white boy here, pale boy. (laughs) You're like a freaking vampire, you're so pale. 
Me and Skeletor, man, hanging tight. <laughs> Probably more convincing than Frank Langella's eyes in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for this week's Memory Minute, I thought I knew Vincent loves him some retro gaming, too. And I know it's a topic we have not covered yet. Now, we're going to have to kind of blast quickly <laughs> through these. we retro gaming. No, I mean in our, in our Memory Minute <laughs> segment. We have not okay. gone in as a Memory Minute. And, and talked about it. So we're going to talk about your favorite PS1 or earlier retro game, meaning nothing newer than the PS1. And I, I said your favorite or top three of all time. We won't spend a ton of time going into each game, but let's blast through the list and see what you guys uh, want to do there. Cool. All right, who's going first? You want to go first, Jason? It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far only you and I have a list here. These two are just gonna yeah, be basically. I've got yeah, a list. I just like, I didn't put it out there ah, okay. yet. I've got all right. So just to- I got a list. I got a girlfriend. You just haven't met her yet. <laughs> yeah. She's in Niagara Falls. Yeah. She, she lives in Canada. Yeah. I got to talk to her on my super powered antenna. We've been talking for two months. It's pretty serious. <laughs> I have to have I have to have a nitpick with Stranger Things on that. I know this is a derail, but I believe ham radios or the radios they're using they're not. They're not full duplex. They could not have harmonized in real Correct. time with each other. Right. Am I the only one that noticed it? Apparently, nope. Apparently not. Uh, I w- nope, but I had Way no one Vincent. that could appreciate it if I said yes. it. <laughs> and I, I, I wouldn't understand that because I'm just, well, I'm, not, I'm not in You remember world. modems, Jason? There was half duplex, there's full duplex. Yeah. It means that two things can't talk at the same time. One can talk from one side to the other. The other one can't. You know, mm-hmm. so that's and half accidentally- duplex. When you accidentally set it to full duplex and everything you type was duplicated. Yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> Nerd so, humor. Yeah. Yep. High five. Virtual <laughs> high five. Okay. Woo! Back to All the right. So here's, here's my list here real fast. Uh, and of course, you know, I have to go with this game here because this was one of the greatest RPGs. One of the first RPGs I ever played, actually. It was the Dragon Warrior series, which was Dragon Quest over in Japan. Uh and it was the actual original one on the NES. I love that game a lot. It was just fantastic. And then, of course, you cannot mention a classic game without mentioning just probably the greatest in the series. I'm going to say that this is the greatest in the series uh, of this game, and it's Super Metroid. That was on the Super Nintendo. I loved that game so much. I actually... I actually cried at the end where, you know, the, the Metroid, uh, after Mother Brain, uh, you know, knocked you down and almost killed you, then, uh, the you know, this Metroid that was following you throughout the whole game gave you all its energy, and then Mother Brain killed it. I, a little tear. And you called me Spoiler, a nerd sorry. because I loved He-Man? <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out for your Metroid, homie. Yikes. Yep. And then uh, the last one here I'm going to have to say, because this was, this was the party game. This is the game Dave, Adam, uh, oh, yeah. and I, and a bunch of other people played ad nauseum. This is Mario Kart 64 on, of course, the N64. Fantastic multiplayer game. And uh, I recommend it even, even to brand new people here. You know that you know their very first system was the Xbox One X. You need to play Mario Kart 64. It was so much fun. I can't believe you mentioned a Nintendo 64 game and it wasn't Super Mario 64. I just can't. You, I'm still. You know, I ugh. I enjoyed Super Mario 64, um, but I am for for Metroid and for Mario uh, games. I'm a side-scrolling guy. I love those more than the 3D ones. I absolutely hate 
uh, the Prime, the Metroid Primes. I don't like my Metroid being in the third person, and I don't really care for Mario being in the third person. Side-scrolling with these games is where it's at. Castlevania, I hate the 3D ones. I love the old 2D side-scrolling. And that's the only reason why, Vincent. It's not that I don't think Mario 64 wasn't a great game, because it was. I mean, this was... This was the game that set the standard for 3D platforming. But I like my platformers 2D. You know, shoot me, kill me. I don't care. (laughs) Cool. All right, Adam. Hey, what do you got, Adam? Well, you mentioned Castlevania. That was one of my absolute favorites. Um, I'm I'm pretty basic. Super Mario Brothers, that was my intro to video gaming for the most part. Yeah. between our, I, I remember seeing it in the arcade, and then one of my friends got an NES, and it was like, oh, my brother it was and I just saved like up for the arcade, a long wasn't time. It? it was amazing. Oh, it's just awesome! It just awesome. So a lot of that's nostalgic. Street Fighter Two, of course, was the one that I could not put down, and I just love. Just Street uh, Fighter Two or SNES Turbo who, who or was Championship your Edition. <laughs> who, oh, God, there were so many editions of that. Yeah. Game. Who was your go-to uh, character? Super, super, my go-to. Uh, it was Ryu. between Guile and Ryu. Okay. Those are my two favorites because I could do all the moves easily. I like right. Baraka. I, I liked Guile where you'd, you'd, you'd press backwards for a little bit and then throw the sonic boom. Yep. Sonic boom! Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all... I, I'm a Blanca guy. Yeah. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> See, I always Electrical. liked, what was it, E. Honda with his 100-hand slap? No, I mean... Oh, sorry, Jason. I forgot, I forgot to mention Burger Time. <laughs> yeah which burger time burger time deluxe on the game boy is one of the best game boy games that was ever made really? if you've not played it it's oh. freaking amazing it's it's on my ldk it's the game i play the most in the game boy emulator it's amazing oh, nice so yeah I, they really, really great game. when, they when you really go back and listen to our 100th out... episode you'll yeah Sorry, talking over each other Sorry. when you go back you go and listen to our 100th episode you'll you'll hear my my spiel on Video games that could become movies. <laughs> mm, it's burger, burger time. time. Mm, love it. All right. All right, All right I, Dave, I'll what go, do you got? You know, and I I debated on what to do, and since I said PS1 and earlier, I just got thinking about some of my favorite PS1 games, So, and it's football season, so I went with my favorite football game that I played solo all the time, which was Game Day 98 PS1. Then I went with my favorite Well, hold on, Dave. Game. Hold on, Dave. Tell yeah. everybody why you played that game solo. Well, because I didn't have any friends. No, because you couldn't beat me at it, and <laughs> oh, you yeah. kept trying no, to get better. That is a that is a lie. <laughs> I was the king of sports games back then, and I, I Dude, played I Game Day 98. You. No, played Game Day 98 <laughs> so much. I mean, I played that game forever. Just was the perfect football game at that time, maybe the best on that system. But when we'd be in big groups and with friends, we would throw on NFL Blitz and have big Blitz tournaments because it was just oh, so man. different. That was so insane. I went with NFL Blitz on the PS1 as well. Now, as far as something other than sports, the other game on the PS1 that I just love. Now, this isn't to say this is where I started gaming. I definitely started with the NES and played a ton of great games back then. But I decided to keep it all PS1. And this is a game called Vagrant Story. Um, a, a very amazing kind of action RPG game and still one of my favorite PS1 games of all time. Was this the one where the color color palette was just brown? Yep, it was very brown looking. It was kind That's of a, 
I don't know how to how to explain it, but yeah, kind of a, a feel of like sw- uh, swashbuckling. Excuse me, couldn't talk there for a second. Yeah, that and, that that kind of a story was very cool. Swords and in. Now I got I got to point something out here because everybody, every so many people, the very first system was the PS One, which it wasn't for Dave, but no. so many people, it was the PS One. And everybody ranks the greatest RPG on the PS1 was what, Adam? Your favorite. Final Go Fantasy ahead. Seven. Final yes, Fantasy. which I hated. Out of all the Final Fantasies, I hated that one so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave really enjoyed Vagrant Story. And mm-hmm. my favorite RPG on the PS1 was Parasite Eve. I that, loved I, that game. Yeah, I had that as a choice, and then I got thinking about it as you guys were talking. I was like, no, you, you mentioned the party game, and I was like, nope, I switched Parasite Eve out for NFL Blitz. So, Yeah, and, and that's the thing is everybody's going to say that the the best game on the PS1 was Final Fantasy VII, and yeah. I just I hated everything about that game. I, I don't know why, <laughs> but I just I hated it. It was I tedious. played Final Fantasy VIII. So many people thought Final Fantasy VIII sucked. I enjoyed it more because I loved my, I like my RPGs, Sword and Sorcery. That, that, I don't like the futuristic steampunk stuff, and that's probably why I really didn't like uh, Final Fantasy VII. I didn't like the steampunk. And like Final Fantasy X, which is like they're driving around in freaking cars, or was that 11? I can't remember which one it was, or 12. But they're driving around in cars and stuff. It's like, I don't want to play anything like that. That's stupid. That's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. It's never final. Right. They should just call it fantasy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ongoing right. fantasy four. <laughs> Never ending story fantasy number twenty seven. <laughs> yeah. Featuring Gwildor. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought I thought you were gonna sing the never ending story. Oh jeez. Because <laughs> we're talking, you know, Stranger Things. All right, okay, Vincent, go ahead, uh, Vincent. What do you what do you have for us? Okay, so I'm gonna do these in in reverse order. Because I want to have my last, the last game that I mentioned be the one that everyone remembers. So, number three would be Yoshi's Cookie. Um, it's a f- really fun. I- at that point on the Game Boy, almost every game was some form of a Tetris clone. So, Yoshi's Cookie is kind is a falling pieces puzzle game, but with a little bit of a twist. It's super addictive. It's incredibly fun, and you can pick it up. You can play a quick game. You can put it down. And you're done. Qu- Very good game. Question, one of my real favorites. fast, Vincent. Was that yeah. was that similar in uh, playstyle to Tetris Attack? No, uh, and different? I love Tetris Attack. Oh, so That's another I. one that of my favorite amazing. games. I loved it. Yeah, I don't even know what it has to do with Tetris. It's just a great game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so fun. It was so different than the other ones. Exactly. Um, let, next one up was uh, Legend of Zelda. I mean, that game absorbed Classic. much of my life from the minute it came out until the minute I beat it the third or fourth time. Like I just. It's one of the greatest games ever made for the NES, no doubt. You know who else it. really loves that game? Who? Kanye West. Ah. <laughs> Very important. Yes. Um, and the last one, the last one is my favorite NES game, which is people are just gonna go, What? Um, Wrecking Crew. The game Wrecking Crew, it's a Nintendo original. It was one of the it was a release, it was pretty sure it was a launch title for the NES. Definitely, definitely, definitely a game you need to check out if you like puzzle games and games with level builders. It's amazingly addictive and another one that you can pick up and play and put it down and you don't have to commit your life to playing it. Did you uh, did awesome. you need Rob for this? 
No, you don't. Th- th- thankfully, no. <laughs> Otherwise, I never would have had it because I couldn't afford anything. We bought the control deck and one controller. It took a year to get a second controller. I was poor. <laughs> uh, yeah, back back when this when the NES came out, uh, which was eighty five, I was. I think we already talked about it. I was fourteen, so I wasn't buying my own stuff. So this is this was back in the day when you would get like one game every three months if you could talk your mm-hmm. parents into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were thirty seven dollars, and it was like thirty seven dollars. So wrong with you? I'm watching a video here. Is that Mario in it? Yes, Mario. The fun a fun little piece of trivia is that Mario was in almost every Nintendo game that released with the NES, and I think for like the first two years, like there's a cameo by Mario in every game. How did I know Mario ever was the play main character game? in Re- in Wrecking Crew? Yeah, I have th- I thought I played. Wow. You know, well, of course I didn't play every game because there's like 700 games on the NES. But how did I never even play this? I'm gonna have to try this in emulation. It's amazing i'm 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 dead serious it's one of the lesser known games i was so surprised when nintendo released it for the switch classic games Ooh, i was like wait they put get wrecking the yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's great it is good. Truly good great good good list there vincent good list thank you thank you so uh hey guys uh what time is it i think it's time for an app recommendation digital soup app recommendations all right, for so other people to give me app recommendations yeah i didn't i didn't give you one this time uh let's see period tracker we've already done uh what else did we get <laughs> um my my app recommendation uh, you know go, go figure it's uh, uh dragon quest 6 for uh android or ios uh it's a great game and it it's one of the really great stories out of I've played a lot of the Dragon Quest Dragon Warrior games and this the story here is amazing it goes over uh four individual characters like completely different stories like you'll finish this and then you'll go on to a whole other character with a whole other story uh, so it's 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 actually really uh, cool the way they did that, and I, I highly recommend it. It's it's kind of pricey. It's fourteen ninety nine for the iOS or Android, but it's worth it. It's a great game. So and do you I, play this on your phone? Or um, iPad? I I I own it on both uh, iOS and Android, and I'm currently playing it on my phone. I'm playing um, okay. Dragon Quest Five on my iPad, and then I believe I'm playing Four on my 2DS XL right now. So I'm I'm juggling between three different Dragon Quest games right now, and I'm trying not to get the stories confused. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's quite an right. epic quest you're on. It is. All right, and I've got no app recommendation this week because I'm boring. <laughs> Dave. Well, I'm going to give you one that uh, I was looking at it pre-show and, and trying to figure out. I haven't, since Jason wasn't supposed to be on for a while, we've been skipping the app recommendation, so I hadn't been testing out any apps. Okay, but, great. This is my last episode then. No, no, no. <laughs> but there is one app that I do use on an almost daily basis. Another practical one, it's the Smug Mug mobile app, and that's where I host my main photo site. My, not my website, but all the all the images are hosted there. It's It acts just as like a client gallery, portal, all of that stuff. And the app is just super slick. It gives me access on the go. So my workflow, when I edit photos and do stuff on my computer, I work in Lightroom. I move it over because it's integrated right in and hit publish. It sends it up to whatever gallery I want on my website, or I can create a new one. 
So everything's automated there in Lightroom for me at the push of a button. And then when I want to share something to Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, I just jump into the Smug Mug app. I can browse the photos and just grab whatever I want from there, download it, do whatever I need to do with it on my phone, and then post it that way. It's super easy. I have unlimited storage with my Smug Mug subscription, so I don't have to worry about like Dropbox or any of that stuff. And it also serves as my mobile phone backup. So right from my phone within the app, every month or so, I go through and just select everything on my phone, send it up to a specific gallery I have set up private on my Smug Mug site proper, and then I can delete everything once it's backed up there. So it's super handy for that. Is this free? The Smug Mug app? Yeah. Now, well, not the app, but the service where you're backing up all Smug your pictures. Smug Mug is not. Because I, the reason okay. I have it, I pay for it once a year. And, and you, they have different level plans depending on what you want to do. But I do pay for that once a year because with client work and stuff like that, it's it's just the best option I've had when I put their images to deliver them. If I'm delivering digitally, it's just so much easier to give them a customized link. I can actually create a customized essentially app for them where they can go in and look at it and do some different things there. So I pay for that. I've been with them forever. I've got so many photos there. I'll pay for it till the end of time, I'm sure. But um, Or just till you die. Well, end of my time. You're going to die before the end of time, I hope. Well, when I die... Not that I hope you of... die, but I hope that yeah. the end of time is a little bit grim, Jason. Before you would die. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Holy man. I thought the cancer jokes yeah. were bad. Feel the love. <laughs> comes back Christ. after a couple of hiatus and telling me he wants me dead. <laughs> Goodness. I'm going to off Swiduck. <laughs> well, you know, I do edit the show, so I heard all your you know bad jokes about me. So. Bad jokes. I you wrote all good. those jokes. <laughs> 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 all right, Vincent, what do you have? All right, so what I've been trying to do since I got the green light from the docs is trying to get a little more healthy, and you know, because we could all stand to be a little more healthy. And I started, I wanted to start running again, and I've tried many times to do couch to 5K, and it just wasn't working for me. But this time, it's actually sticking, and for some reason, I've been sticking with it. And the app that I use is um, 5K Runner by a company called Fitness22, and the app is available on iOS and Android. Cool thing is that what you do is you you start your runs and it goes it guides you through the program in your earbuds as you're running. So you don't have to look at your phone. You have to take your phone out. It tells you when to run, when to walk. Um, it'll tell you when to warm up, cool down. It'll give you a little bit of encouragement as you're getting toward the end. It'll tell you when you're halfway through. This way, if you're running in the street, you can you know to head back home rather than putting in two miles and then having to walk two miles back <laughs> home, which kind of sucks. Been there. But it's a real it's a really good app. It is a hundred percent free. And honestly, it's the first 5K, Couch to 5K app that I've tried that didn't get in the way of actually running. So I would highly, highly recommend it. If, you, if you're wanting to try running and you've not done it before, this is a good way to ease into it because it starts you out with running and walking. And then over time, you do less walking and more running. And they basically blend the runs and the walks more and more until you're just running a 5K. That it's, sounds awesome. It sounds training. a lot like having a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have one of those too. Well, no, but, but yes, I mean it is. this. Yeah, the way it's telling you to walk. Yeah, and it's great. And... It's so good because it's like you just hear it in your ear and you're like, you hear the tone. It's like, start running. Okay, cool. I'm running. Stop running. Okay, I'm stopping running. Can, it's just, it's a great. Can app. you have celebrity voices? Because it'd be awesome to have you know, uh, you know, somebody yelling at you. Somebody like Arlie Ermy would be the greatest celebrity voice ever. <laughs> okay, Maggot, stop running. <laughs> but no, you can't. This is just a very poorly recorded. Well, 
um, generic woman's voice, but still a good app. Speaking it's of a British, him. at least. <laughs> no. Speaking of Arlie Ermey, I've, I think I've told this on the on the show before, but one of our other listeners, the mailman, um, his dad served in the Marine Corps with Arlie Ermey in in basic really? training. They were they were drill sergeants uh, for a short time together, actually. Yeah. So I remember growing cool. up hearing these stories of this guy and then seeing him on TV and they're like, oh yeah, and I didn't believe it at first, but then yeah, as I got older, I realized like, oh yeah, they actually did serve together and had quite a history, so pretty wild. Cool. Very cool. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I think it's about time to wrap up and put a lid on the soup. And, of course, I do want to thank Vincent for joining us today. Uh, it was great having you on as a guest to talk about this awesome movie that we got to watch. Oh, thank and you for having so, me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah. And um, why don't you tell tell our listeners kind of where they can find you and what you're all about there as far as sure. social media and sites and go ahead and plug yourself. Yeah, so the easiest way to find me, you can go to my website, vincentmferrari.com, F-E-R-R-A-R-I, or if you want to check out the podcast, which I highly recommend. It's actually a pretty good podcast. Mm -hmm. You can go to becausewemake.com. Excellent. Do it. Well, thank you very much. I've not been a guest on it, so I can't recommend it. That's true. I, I was. We don't, it's questionable. I know you were. You were the first. <laughs> Dave was curiosity. the first guest. <laughs> and he's been on there a couple times, hasn't he? No. Or just the one? Just one for now. We're working on you a second one. And I'm actually very surprised, though, because, you know, usually when Dave's on a podcast, it, you know, closes up shop. <laughs> Just like this one. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. This one's close. <laughs> so, listeners, as always, you can find all of our information over at digitalsouppodcast.com. And, of course, you can listen and subscribe anywhere where you listen and subscribe to podcasts. We are there. So, um, wherever you're at, leave us a five-star review if you'd be so kind, and be sure to tell a friend. Hit us up on Twitter, at Digital Soupcast, and of course, we're going to have all the links to all our social media, everything on that website, or in these show notes. You can either click out of there even if you want. So, from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, including one, to all of you guys out there, have an awesome week. Stay safe. Good journey. Good journey. I love it. Take Don't care, guys. stop believing wrong good journey that's that's actual good journey <laughs> yes <laughs> but did he get shot <laughs> what i don't understand the good journey thing i just was doing journey did, did you, you not, not watch, watch masters of the universe <laughs> good chump journey. just looked up the wikipedia plot no i watched it what's good journey they do that's not they say to goodbye each other, like, oh <sighs> Wow. <laughs> oh. Died over here. Later, Gators. <laughs>